Spending a day at the beach is such wonderful fun, and it's something that Sophia liked to do whenever she was offered the chance. She would even take her little stuffed bunny Tutu with her, so Tutu could enjoy it as well. But beaches aren't the best place for stuffed toys, what with all the sand and salt water. To stay safe, Tutu would just watch from on top of Sophia's bag. While Sophia built sandcastles, dug holes, collected seashells, and paddled in the water, and as far as Tutu was concerned, that was just fine. In fact, sat under a broad sun umbrella, Tutu was quite enjoying herself. Sophia and her mum had taken a short walk down the beach a little way, and there was nobody else in sight. So Tutu was having a quiet moment to herself. Psst," said a voice. At first, Tutu thought it was the sound of the ocean, but then it happened again. Psst. Tutu sat up and looked about her. The beach was still almost empty, and there was nobody near her—just a piece of driftwood washed up where the ocean touched the sand. "Hi," said the piece of driftwood. Tutu looked more carefully. And realized it wasn't a piece of driftwood at all. It looked like a rabbit, or was it a fish? Ah,、uh, hello," replied Tutu. "Are you talking to me?" "Yeah, that's right," said the rabbit. "That might be a fish." It twitched its long ears and added, "I couldn't help but notice that you looked a little like me." Tutu twitched her ears in return. "I do look a little like you, but I have legs," said Tutu, wiggling them from her sitting position. "But you appear to have a fish's tail." "I'm a mer bunny," said the mer bunny. "My name's Netzel." "I'm Tutu," replied Tutu. "I'm a bunny, but not a real one. I'm just Sophia's toy." Just a toy? That sounds like quite an important job to me," said Netzel as the waves lapped against her. "I also have a job. Actually, it's more like a quest." "What's a quest?" asked Tutu. "It's when you go in search of something really amazing," explained Netzel. Tutu thought this sounded interesting. "Oh, like what?" Like the long-lost magical sapphire of Atlantis," grinned Netzel. "I'm going to find it, don't you know?" "Are you? Well done," said Tutu. "Would you like to come with me?" asked Netzel. Tutu's shoulders sagged slightly. "Oh, I can't. Not really. I'm a stuffed toy, so sand and salt water don't do me much good, and I've never learnt to swim." Don't you worry about that," said Netzel. "A little bit of Murabunny magic will sort that out. As long as you're with me, you'll be perfectly safe." Tutu thought about it for a moment. Sophia and her mum were a long way down the beach by now. "Okay," said Tutu. "I'll come, but just for a little while." So she hopped down onto the sand and approached the water. And as she did so, her legs began to tingle and change. When she looked down, she saw she was standing on a fish's tail. 
Now she was a little mer-bunny, too. This way, urged Netzel, and dived beneath the water's surface. All Tutu could do was follow. Swimming was much easier than Tutu thought it would be, and it was so beautiful just beneath the waves. They saw a sea turtle and several jellyfish and a big crab that watched them swim past. So... So where is this long-lost magical sapphire of Atlantis? asked Tutu. Well, that's the problem, answered Netzel. It's lost. Nobody knows where it is. But I have looked almost everywhere for it. From the icy seas around Antarctica to the deepest depths of the Mariana Trench. In fact, there aren't many places I haven't looked. Then surely you must find it soon, said Tutu hopefully. Was it dangerous searching all these places? Oh, yes, admitted Netzel. I've hidden from great white sharks, battled sea monsters, and outsmarted sea witches, and I've stayed well away from the creature that all mer-bunnies fear. Oh, said Tutu, what creature is that that all mer-bunnies fear? The terrible, hungry, many-armed foxtopus, said Netzel with a shiver. The foxtopus just loves to eat mer-bunnies, so we stay well away from it. Just thinking about its long, fleshy arms makes me tremble. Tutu wasn't trembling, though. Tutu was having a brainwave. So, does this foxtopus have a home? she asked. Of course, said Netzel. It's a hollow sea mount surrounded by spiky rocks deep beneath the waves. And you've looked almost everywhere for the long-lost magical sapphire of Atlantis, added Tutu. That's right, confirmed Netzel. But I haven't looked there, not in the home of the enemy to all mer-bunnies. But, said Tutu, it stands to reason that it's one of the few places you haven't checked. It could be there, yes? Netzel considered this. Well, yes, I suppose it could. Then shouldn't we check it out? Suggested Tutu. I know you're frightened, but I'll be with you. Netzel stopped swimming and floated in the water, thinking. I guess I am supposed to be on a quest, and a quest does mean facing danger. Very well, I'll do it. Or, I mean, we'll do it together. Excellent, smiled Tutu. You lead the way. And so they swam on, heading for the lair of the foxtopus. Eventually, they arrived at tall, spiky rocks, jutting out of the seabed like jagged teeth. We're nearly there, warned Netzel. The foxtopus lives in the sea mount just beyond here. It's best we be as quiet as possible. Tutu nodded, and as they swam on, using the jagged rocks as cover, a short time later, the sea mount came into view. They huddled behind a tall finger of rock and tried to figure out how to get inside. There, whispered Netzel, there is a cave down there, and that must be how Foxtopus gets in and out. But is the Foxtopus at home? asked Tutu. 
Hmm, well, there's no way of knowing, said Netzel. Let's watch for a while and see. They didn't have to wait long. Two long orange arms snaked out of the cave and curled around the cave's edge. Then another pair and another pulling the bloated body of the foxtopus into the dim light. Hmm, what is this that I can smell? There is something near I can tell. How foolish to get so near to me. My favorite food, mer-bunny, said the foxtopus, and it launched itself through the water, heading directly towards where they were hiding. Swim for it, shouted Netzel. It can sense we're here. And so the two mer-bunnies swam as fast as their little tails could push them through the water. They darted through the tall, jagged rocks, which fortunately left spaces too narrow for the large bulk of the foxtopus to fit through. It kept having to change direction to find a wider path. But all the time it shot out its snaking arms to reach between the gaps. Twice, Tutu felt a suckered arm brush past her as she swam, but she was determined not to get caught. I have eight arms reaching out. They'll find you, I have no doubt. Don't swim away, you tasty treats, cause you both are good to eat. Netzel and Tutu realized they were running out of rocks to swim amongst. If they made it into the open ocean, then surely the foxtopus would catch them easily. What do we do? asked Tutu in desperation as they neared one of the last tall rocks. Split up, shouted Netzel. You swim around the rock one way, and I'll swim the other. As they did this, two orange foxtopus arms chased after them, one going one way and one the other. Tutu could almost feel it tickling her tail fin as it reached to grab her. But instead of swimming out into the open ocean, the two mer-bunnies continued swimming around the tall, jagged rock, passing each other on the far side. The two foxtopus arms crossed too and continued reaching for their prey. Suddenly, Netzel stopped dead in the water, surprising the foxtopus as she grabbed the probing arm. She quickly dragged it in a loop around the arm following Tutu, then pulled tight, and she tied the two arms into a knot. The foxtopus's body was on the other side of the rock, and now it sent more arms slithering around to try and catch them. But each time, Netzel heroically got them into a tangle and tied them fast. The foxtopus was well and truly trapped. I can't escape. I'm really stuck. This really is some rotten luck. To free myself will take a day while my dinner swims away. But it wasn't into the open ocean that Tutu and Netzel had swam. Instead, they headed straight back towards the seamount. They swam in through the cave and discovered a huge cavern filled with treasures that the foxtopus had discovered or stolen over the years. And there, in pride of place, was a large and beautiful sapphire. We found it, said Netzel with delight. 
The long-lost magical sapphire of Atlantis. It's amazing, admitted Tutu, as she watched Netzel take the precious gem in her arms. Come along, encouraged Netzel. I don't want to be here a moment longer than we have to. The pair of mer-bunnies swam far and fast, leaving the sea mount and the tangled foxtopus behind them. Netzel led them back into shallower water, where Tutu soon realized they were back beside the beach, where her adventure had started. As their heads broke the surface of the water, they could see Sophia crying beneath the sun umbrella. What is it? asked Sophia's mum. It's Tutu, sobbed Sophia. She's gone. Are you sure? asked her mum. She's just a stuffed toy. She can't have wandered off. Here, let me look through the bags. From the water, Tutu looked on in horror. Oh no, I was gone too long. Now it's too late for me to get back without either of them seeing me. Oh, it might not be too late, suggested Netzel. I have a magical sapphire after all. And as she spoke, the sapphire began to glow and Tutu began to shimmer. Up on the beach, Sophia's mum thrust her arm deep into a bag and her hand touched something familiar. She pulled out Tutu, completely dry, and with her legs back where they belonged. Tutu! squealed Sophia in delight and gave her stuffed bunny the biggest of hugs. Over Sophia's shoulder, Tutu could see the shoreline, where Netzel clutched the sapphire with one hand and was waving with the other. Then she was gone, swallowed up by the waves. Oh, I thought I'd lost you, said Sophia, squeezing Tutu tightly. But it wasn't as tightly as the foxtopus had wanted to squeeze her. So Tutu decided she didn't mind one bit. The end.